0: When all is ready, I throw this switch.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Collected Edition, a comic book podcast where we discuss the famous and infamous runs and story arcs throughout the history of comics. I'm Paul Matthew Carr, and with me, as always, is Brian Reese.
0: Hey, Paul. How are you, sir? Uh, doing okay, doing okay. Um... Yeah. I mean, it's been a tough couple of weeks. Uh, I should uh, explain to folks, just take this moment to, uh, some regular listeners have probably noted that we have occasionally had a third commentator uh, in our podcasts and uh, his name was Nucky and he was uh, a very, very, very sweet and good cat. And, um, I, uh so uh the third member of our podcast unfortunately has is is no longer with us um we had to to say goodbye to nucky and uh but uh if any astute listeners have ever noticed uh that uh nucky was part of our podcast uh albeit in the background uh sharing some of his opinions on things um Anyway, uh, just wanted to give a shout out to um, to the third member of our podcast who, uh, who has uh, left us. Our unofficial mascot. Our unofficial mascot, yes.
1: Yes, yes he will be missed. <laughs> there were times when he made things very difficult to edit. Uh, but at uh, the same well, time...
0: He, he, he had a lot to say on yeah. the matters we were discussing
1: sometimes. Yeah, so. but at the same time, uh, he did chime in at the most appropriate times. <laughs> yes he did Uh, yeah so nucky will be missed yeah uh so this week this is you might notice uh you might notice a theme for this week's this week's episode uh we will be covering the 1985 12 issue limited series vision and the scarlet witch written by steve Englehart, art by richard howell in addition we're also going to talk about the premiere of the television show wandavision Which just premiered on Disney. Time of this recording, it was just a couple days ago. First two episodes dropped.
0: Just just to date us, but uh,
1: real quickly, uh, I I assume you've seen them, Brian. Yes, first two episodes, or the first two. Right, the first two episodes dropped. Yes, I'll just let you say what was. What are your opinions?
0: What is your opinion on the first two episodes? Well, I think holy crow, that's that's that is good television. I know, right? Yeah, it just so the setup is not necessarily unique in some ways uh you know we you know we could go back to dallas well you could say pleasantville or something like that right yeah i mean it's it's uh i it's it's hard to say for certain because i boy they're they're setting up a whole lot of stuff
1: yes Um, and I, i think we'll get to this in a second but all the little You know, it remains to be seen at this point where this show is going to go, but there's so many little, little things that they're peppering through all the episodes. Like the fact that the neighbor Agnes is obviously Agatha Harkness. Well, that's the, that's the idea. Or or
0: named for, right.
1: Constantly, not constantly. uh, There's a handful of times where she's talking about the devil. Right. So I mean, does that mean, do you think that they might actually put Mephisto in a Marvel live action show?
0: Well, I don't... I mean, we'll see. Uh, no. there, there, there are a few characters that might suggest a potential Mephisto influence... I mean, I, I think what, what, is, what, is, what is so let's just like let's talk about it. so the first two episodes are essentially set up right as, as everybody who's listening to this I assume most if not all people are going to be watching the show so everybody's already formed their by the time this comes out everybody's going to form their own opinion we may have an episode uh in which some of these questions are answered but it's a sitcom right it's, yeah
1: well it's yeah um, so there so Wanda and Vision are a couple that are living in a sitcom, and specifically, the first episode is based on the Dick Van Dyke Show, and the second episode is obviously a you know kind of a it's bewitched. It's, it's bewitched, right? I mean, with <laughs> even with the little animated opening
0: sequence. Oh yeah, I mean, it's what, what I'm fascinated to see is are is every episode going to have a different opening? That would be fantastic, and I hope so. Yeah, I really hope so.
1: And oh, but it, it, it should be stated though if you were to take all the the elements of Marvel elements out of this. And obviously there's some sinister overtones that are in the show
0: that filter in and out amidst the, yeah. yeah cause, cause it's, it, it really is set up as a knee slapping laugh track to come from the fifties and early sixties.
1: It's genuinely funny. That first episode, yeah. I was laughing out loud with the yeah. whole hijinks of having to cook for the, you know, for the boss. It was really funny. It, yes. st- it stands on its own as a, as a, you know,
0: and kudos to Paul Bettany and uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen, right? Um, really showing their comedic chops.
1: And not only that, they have so much you know charisma with each other. Like, yeah, they work so well together.
0: Not every actor and actress would would be willing to sign on to this type of thing. You know, they they could be like, what the, you 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 know, they they'd just be like, what what is this? What do you, you want me to do? What? <laughs> <laughs> and it really feels like they are approaching both of them are approaching this with really incredible charisma and and commitment
1: yes yes it, it is completely yeah it is very much very believable yeah and it's just it almost just, seems like they're having fun oh yeah almost you know and and, <laughs> and you know it you gotta hand it to paul bettany i mean he started this whole run as a voiceover in tony stark's suit and now he's
0: come this far pretty
1: impressive yeah. Um, and
0: in the second episode, he gives like one of the great, we have a whole 11 and a half months of the year to go. And I'm already thinking this is one of the great performances. His, his performance in the second episode alone. Uh, oh God, yes. His uh, Drunk on Chewing Gum. Drunk on Chewing Gum. And if, if, if you haven't watched it yet, if you're one of those few people who haven't watched it yet, really, Drunk on Chewing Gum, if that doesn't get you to watch the series, I don't know what will. It's it, it's really
1: really good. <laughs> so,
0: there's but, that, what, what's, but there, there's some yeah, but there's some really great subversion, and clearly there's something darker and more sinister and and more important at work within this. And, and the first episode shows only the very smallest of hints. Yes. And the second episode starts to really well, of course, it, it ends. The, the end of the second episode is where we really get like things are not as they seem.
1: Right. And then there's a uh, there's two things that come in. Like one, well, one is Wanda finds a helicopter because mm-hmm. everything's in black and white except for this helicopter. It's
0: a toy helicopter. Well, and in the first episode, the color you get is on the Stark Toaster.
1: Exactly. I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but on the helicopter, the little toy helicopter, was a symbol for sword right yeah so uh, so obviously sword is a part of this and then there's a mysterious uh message coming through a radio being played which is help me wanda help help me wanda <laughs> well it's actually "Help me Rhonda," but it's
0: Rhonda. It's but yes done in uh, such
1: a way that it could be could be hurt you know you could wanda. hear it different. yeah so it's really well done and then um there's another thing that. I didn't, I didn't see. I actually saw this online. Someone else, I was on Twitter. Someone else posted it. In the animated opening sequence, when Vision is kind of floating through the walls, yeah, you see, um, you know, between the floors, you, between the floorboards, there's a bunch right. of bones and the Grim, Reaper, Grim
0: Reaper's helmet. Oh my, I, I, did know. Not, I did not catch that at all. I didn't
1: either. Like I said, someone posted it on Twitter and I went back and rewatched it and went, oh, I'll be damned. That oh, is, wow. I know. So...
0: Well, I, there's so many, like, I've, I've already seen people posting about various Easter eggs, uh, but I, I hadn't seen that one. That's really, that, that's really interesting because there, there's so many shout outs to so many various, I mean, the fact that like in the second episode, that absolutely hilarious bit where Wanda and Vision are magicians. Yes. And of course they call themselves Glamour and Illusion. Exactly, which we'll be talking about. In which this. we'll be talking about later. Yes,
1: and I didn't know this either until I saw the credits. Um, the actress, uh, Tanya Paris, is playing Monica right. Rambo. Yes, yeah. So where's that going to go? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, there's so much going on here, and especially the uh, the inclusion of, of Agnes, the nosy neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually credited as nosy neighbor. <laughs> uh, who just keeps dropping these very random but interesting hints of what yes. could, what could go on.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's two episodes in. We have it's basically a show that is a it's a fifty sitcom and and follows all those sort of ideas and 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 you know the the, the way it's filmed and everything with oh, just a whole lot of other stuff going on. But you don't have to like be the the Marvel conspiracy theorist looking for the Easter eggs to enjoy these two episodes in a standalone manner. Oh, yeah. Like I said, these are just funny,
1: really well-made comedy shows.
0: I- if I, I was would, a kid I in would, the would afternoon, I'd be, I'd be I watching these watch, in yeah. yeah. I would watch 10 episodes of this just as it is. Absolutely.
1: And it looks yeah. as if it's going to be progressing, not looks as if, if you see all the trailers, it's going to be progressing slowly, you know, like I said, in the 50s, into the 60s, into the 70s, uh, kind of mimicking shows of all those eras.
0: Yeah, well, and I think even the transition to color in at the end of the second episode, it's, mm-hmm. it's very meaningful in many ways to what's coming with. And, and I have my suspicions, I think you do too, I think everybody has these suspicions about what exactly is going on. But If you just remove those suspicions and you just take it as, remember when uh, black and white TV went to color. And remember when Bewitched, it
1: went from black and white to color and just randomly changed cast members without telling us. (laughs) Randomly changed (laughs)
0: parents. Yes. Uh, It it
1: would be funny if they brought in someone else to play Vision uh, just for one episode, but probably not going to happen.
0: But uh, anyway, I mean, I, I don't know if we have, we could... Deep dive, and I don't think we're going to deep dive into too many things because by the time this post, we're not whatever our suspicions are, may be outdated. Exactly, but, but it's
1: uh, but it's it's a really fun show. I'm I'm very impressed. This is, yeah,
0: this is really good and subversive television. Absolutely.
1: If this is what Phase Four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be, bring it on! I want to can't cool. wait to see more. Plus, in a few episodes, we'll get to see Cat dennings So, and and how do you feel about that, Paul? I'm happy about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a fan <laughs> of Kat Dennings. I think she's fun. Okay. So anyway, I, I guess we could just say two episodes in and WandaVision is, is one of the best things on TV right now.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. it, it, it might even be competing with the expanse is one of the best shows on TV right now. WandaVision. If you haven't seen it,
1: watch it. And we'll try to um, find some Easter eggs in the comic we're reading today and tie these two things together. There we go. All right. Uh, Take a break. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Need a podcast talking about weird stuff? Well, then we've got just the thing for you. Into the Weird, a podcast chronicling the madness and magnificence of the mighty Marvel Bronze Age of comics, featuring the voice talents of Mr. Billy Delicious. Hola. Mr. Herman Hellstrom Lowe. Hey there! And straight from the long box of Darkness, His Infernal Majesty Dormammu! How you And many more! But wait a minute! You might be thinking, aren't all comics infused with a grain of weirdness? I mean, Reed Richards can stretch every single part of his body, right? And why did Ultron design the vision with working genitalia? Well, you would be correct, but Into the Weird isn't just any regular comic book show, folks. We focus on the really bizarre. Here are a few examples. A sword and
1: sorcery barbarian grown spontaneously from a jar of
2: peanut butter. A duck running for President of the United States. Benjamin Franklin playing hide the sausage with Doctor Strange's girlfriend, Clea. A giant-sized man-thing lamenting the death of a clown.
1: A serial killer obsessed with killing only fools, dressed as cavalier with laser guns after witnessing a priest fornicating
2: and so much more. So if you like the wonderful weirdness of the Bronze Age from 1970 to 1985, and characters such as Ghost Rider, Morbius, The Defenders, Man-Thing, Son of Satan, Skull the Slayer, Killraven, Howard the Duck, and the weird granddaddy of them all, Dr. Stephen Strange, then this is the show for you. ITWs on iTunes, Stitcher, Potbean, and TuneIn. Hit subscribe and join us for a comic-filled jaunt into the weird. And we're back. Paul,
0: today was, uh, today's podcast is uh, your recommendation. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what you recommended and why? Well, I don't know about why.
1: I think we've already done the why part, but I will tell you uh, what it's all about. The Vision and Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, are two of the most intriguing characters in the Marvel Universe. They're fan favorites. They have unique designs and compelling personalities, rich inner lives and dynamic power sets. And their presence has always brought something different and interesting to the stories they were involved in. However, they're also two of the hardest characters to pin down as far as what their powers are exactly and how the heck did they come into being in the first place. Both characters possess fluid backstories that both complement and contradict each other. To complicate matters further, someone decided they should put the two together romantically. Now, this was either one of the most creative decisions in comic book history or a batshit insane idea that only caused massive problems and continuity errors for years and years to come. Well, in 1985, the 12-issue limited series, The Vision and the Scarlet Witch, attempted to reconcile all these disparate backstories and origins while at the same time pushing their romantic relationship to a new level. Notice I said attempted. Written by Steve Englehart with art by Richard Howell, the series sees the titular characters resign from the Avengers to settle down and have a normal domestic life in New Jersey. Well, as normal as a synthoid man and a mutant witch can hope to achieve. Because not long after starting their new life together, the couple are beset on all sides by such threats as a wielder of hate, a voodoo master, zombies, an evil cabal of renegade witches, and, probably most horrible of all, Thanksgiving with the family. From the suburbs of New Jersey to the habitable region of the moon, Vision of the Scarlet Witch must deal with supervillains, magic, insufferable siblings, a mutant incel, nosy neighbors, and adultery. And along the way, Wanda finds that she has somehow become pregnant, a situation that will in no way cause any problems or have any ramifications in the future. The series is essentially a soap opera, with all the stereotypical plot lines and situations you'd expect from a soap opera, albeit with supernatural and fantastic elements overlaid upon it. It's an 80s comic written with 70s sensibilities. And that is to say, it can be problematic at times. But if you're willing to put that aspect aside, The Vision and the Scarlet Witch is a fun romp that borders on the ridiculous, but also has surprising consequences for the Marvel Universe still being felt today. Brian, what did you think of The Vision and the Scarlet
0: Witch? Uh, Well, uh... Your your intro summed up <laughs> your your intro summed up in, in many ways. Uh, sort of one's reaction to this this is a weird comic book. It's it's and yet it's so in line with yeah. the era that uh, this this came from. I, I think like w- one of the things is uh, you know of course this is when the West Coast Avengers were starting now too and of course right. you have a crossover with uh, with the West Coast Avengers but you know the the, the West Coast Avengers was a, a very silly comic book uh, in many <laughs> in many ways yes um, this, this whole period of Marvel was was weird but uh, some of it's vastly entertaining. Uh, this comic is vastly entertaining, although it's hard to take as as you referenced some some of the elements of it uh seriously particularly i mean when when the toad is one of the big bads
1: yes that's the incel i was talking about
0: yes of course it's I, uh it's i i we we talked about this before and i think i i should say like i remember i i had every issue of this comic you know and as i'm rereading it was like oh i remember that cover i remember that cover i remember that cover there's so many crazy decisions that were made
1: and, and it's, it's very like, okay, it is, it is incredibly entertaining. I, I had fun reading it, but there were so many times I was like, well, why did they do that? And, oh, I don't like how they phrased that particular line. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, they're dealing with, you know, really adult contemporary issues in a very silly way, but they're trying.
0: there, there There's one through line in particular, and I, I don't know if we want to address it now or later, but um, involving Norm and Crystal. You know, and we won't go into it now because I assume you want to hit on that later, but uh, I did want to say <laughs>
1: That's it. what Norm said.
0: That's what <laughs> Norm. <laughs> um, that I, I think actually is I- interesting and I, and is, is very adult in some ways. And, uh, you know, uh, so so there's that element. And, and yeah, and then there's the, the weird toad stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the action sequences are very, they're just... <laughs>
1: Odd, yeah.
0: Well, do you want to? How uh, do you? We, this is this is obviously a recommendation. You want to? Well, let's with, let's face with, it.
1: I, I, I recommended you, this because I was trying to tie into the to the show that right. was starting. So, yeah. um, it wasn't like, oh, this is a, my favorite comic.
0: A lot of what we recommend isn't necessarily our favorite comics, but they're comics that have had an impact in some way or another. Yes, for yes. good or for ill, and I think we've had both in many of our recommendations, and and this one is intriguing in many ways so
1: it's surprising how much of it is still uh, remained in continuity and remained important for mm -hmm. many years i mean a lot of it has been retconned recently but um i I don't think we should go through it chronologically well we can go through it chronologically but we're not going to go point by point because there's some really insane stuff happening
0: right and some of it i don't think is really it it doesn't it's not really relevant yeah Right. We, we start off, the, 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 the first couple issues basically are West Coast Avengers crossovers.
1: Well, here's the thing. I read that Steve Englehart conceived of this as a standalone series that had no ties to anything else. It was just going to be contained within its, within its 12 issues. And right. he failed at that horribly because it literally starts with a crossover with the West Coast Avengers.
0: <laughs> and And whether that was his, did he fail at that or was that editorial... You know, I mean, the, the, this is the Jim Shooter years.
1: Yes, and everything had to be everything had to be interconnected with the Jim Shooter years because uh-huh. because this series does not exist in a vacuum. If you're unfamiliar with the Marvel universe as a whole, you'd be lost many times.
0: Well, there there are so many you know, footnotes. There are so many of the, you know, the, the famed editorial boxes, you, you know, see issue 23 of the first Avengers or see, you know, it, it just- 155
1: of the Avengers, as told in West Coast Avengers, as told in Fantastic
0: right. Four. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place on this. I mean, there's so many- Yeah, uh,
1: yeah there's stuff. so many different things that are referenced in- So, yeah, like I said, this does not exist in a vacuum. This is something, this is very much part of the, the whole- of what's going on yeah. in
0: marvel which is fine because I, I think at the time reading tastes have changed a lot over the years and i mean there there are still large swaths of the comic book reading public who will still pick up either every marvel title or every dc title and they these folks are completely attuned to continuity and completely attuned to you know, oh, well this happened in Justice League and is carried over in the Teen Titans or whatever else, or, you know, Avengers and, and now it's in the Black Knight, you know, whatever. So, you know, I get that. And at the time that this came out, I probably, oddly enough, I was probably reading more Marvel than DC Hmm. at this point. I was picking up a lot of these kind of Marvel titles and, uh, but even like, so I don't, I, I can't remember the mid eighties, you know, I was a kid, but. I,
1: I was actually going through my, or this was just the beginning of the, the dark times mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. Cause I was, you know, middle school, high school age and wow. I was uh, starting Thank to you. realize that I wanted to, you know, meet a girl and things like that. So <laughs> I put, I put comic books aside for a long time thinking that that was a, uh, I didn't want to be seen as a nerd. Basically, right. I, you know, I, that's, I'm not proud of that. I should have just, right. I should have just, right. just been my own man. But no, I put him aside, and it wasn't until college that I started getting back into. Nobody in middle again.
0: school or high school are their own person.
1: Yeah, but this particular run, I probably, I still was reading at the time. So it was '85. Yeah, it was just before I started, uh, you know, shunning comics for a little while. Uh, so I remember this, and I remember it being like really cutting edge and (laughs) i remember it being a lot a lot more serious than it really is right you know having said that it's still they're still trying to deal with heavy issues i mean they did like i said in the intro they talk about adultery and vision does seem to talk about it a lot but you know the idea of what does it mean to be a person what does it mean to be a man like a, a, a human i should say
0: and i think like some of my um i tried to make a you know kind of some overriding notes in terms of some of the major like yeah so some of my main talking points out of this is what is human yes and uh, I also have family as a talking point because I think that's really important to this series and of course uh, those are kind of the two primaries you know I also have there were some there's some visual gags that happen you know the idea of crossovers but I think it is it's that there is a there's a very human aspect of this series, as silly as some of it is. The idea of the Vision's journey to find out who he is and how he fits and how others react to him. Yes, that's really,
1: that's actually a really, um, I don't want to say deep, but it's, it's, it's an important characterization for the Vision. And um, your mileage may vary on how well it, the execution was, but the ideas are still there and again, and you're right about the family thing, I mean, just trying to who just trying to untangle vision's origin story, uh, that could be a podcast all on its own.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get lost, and I think the the comic sometimes bogs down yeah. uh, a little bit in trying to go back and give readers the history. Now, I appreciate that they do that, particularly if if you have new readers involved but uh you know trying to go into okay so the vision was the human torch and then he was like simon williams but simon williams wasn't really simon williams because simon williams died and the grim reaper was his brother and maybe simon williams stole some money and he was a bad guy but no it was really the grim reaper but no it was really simon williams but don't forget
1: ultron is involved ultron
0: and, and ultron's in here and so is is the vision Simon Williams, or is Simon Williams Simon Williams is Wonder Man Simon Williams is Simon Williams dead, or is this body that shows up really Simon Williams, or is it just a guy that looks like Simon Williams? And Grandma's involved somehow now too. And yeah, I just it's and and then you get Wanda's backstory. So you know her her parents. You know Magneto's the dad, but no, really, it's you know Whizzer and whatever or is it this gypsy couple, or is it this cow? Um,
1: <laughs> I like the cow, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate what Engelhart's doing here. I mean, he's right. taking decades. He's yeah, there's That's decades the of stuff That's of people he's just, trying. yeah, keeping, like, no one really cared back in the day. They were just kind of throwing things at the wall to see and, and changing origins to fit their fit the story they're telling at the time. Right And, and Engelhart is doing, uh, you know, yeoman's work, trying to piece it all together and make it into this cohesive whole. Right. Instead of doing the right thing and saying, a lot of this stuff, let's just pretend it never happened.
0: I think he is trying to do this and, and he gets bogged down in this. But yeah. at the same time, what he's trying to do is establish the human connection. And, and the connection yes. between who are, you have the vision of the Scarlet Witch as, you know, separate entities in a vacuum. And what he's trying to do is pull them out of the vacuum and, and give them a commonality.
1: Exactly. And, and yeah. he
0: does that through, like, trying to establish famil- familial ties.
1: Yeah, well, at the same time, I mean, he's also dressing because Magneto's the father of Wanda and Quicksilver, right. sort of. But, you know, but he's also distrusted by a lot of the superhero, you know, rightfully distrusted. Sure. Uh, and, you know, but, it, but then that brings in, you know, what is redemption and how, what does he have to do to, uh, to gain people's
0: trust? Right. Because this is, this is following Secret Wars. Right. And so Magneto is a good guy now.
1: Yes. And he will go on to, if he hasn't already, he will be in the New Mutants. He'll be the teacher of,
0: uh, of the New Mutants. Yeah, I believe uh, that's referenced. I think he is already that. I, okay. I don't, I'm trying to remember exactly. But yeah, so he is currently, you know, I mean, Magneto goes back and forth throughout, <laughs> has continually gone back and forth.
1: Pulled as, back and forth like some kind of force that I can't quite think.
0: <laughs> like it, it's almost like he, he is repelling against, uh, anyway.
1: I love how everyone, I, everyone has to announce who they are and what they do. <laughs> whatever i am Magneto, your father but also the master of magnetism
0: <laughs> it's oh the uh, yeah, there's some clunky dialogue yeah but, it's
1: like i am paul your podcasting partner but also a man who works
0: at a library <laughs> yeah, right uh, but that that's so typically marvel and not just marvel dc no, as well yeah it's, it's, comic, it's, it's comic it's comic marvel, books in general marvels kind of very much in that you know it's it's the exposition
1: Yes, and it's also the uh, you know I will describe my powers as I use my powers so that no one is confused by my powers being used. You know, <laughs> I am vision. I will make my body really heavy so that I fall through the floor,
0: and I'm going to tell you about it as it goes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, it just so I get it, and and so like throughout this comic, there is very silly sequences, but there are also strong. Again, I I I, I think we've decided we're not going to go beat by beat no. in these twelve issues, but. um You know, there's that Thanksgiving dinner, which has really goofy elements, but you also have these really strong moments of Wanda interacting with Magneto, and you have Wanda interacting with her brother, Pietro, aka Quicksilver, and Quicksilver interacting with Magneto. And, you know, these are all kind of happening in these private conversations.
1: And yeah, and there's lots of things like, like Wanda didn't tell everyone that Magneto was coming to dinner. Didn't so, tell anyway. so yeah, so it got so everyone's really shocked about this this yeah, former not exactly
0: uh, a Kate Hepburn, Spencer tracy uh <laughs> I guess who's coming to dinner,
1: although I'd love to see that.
0: YTA, uh, um, moment, well, but it, it is a little
1: yeah, so let's uh just as a as a basic setting well uh so this right. this series is twelve issues, each one taking place like an incident that or an incident or something that happens each month. So it's right. It takes place over the course of twelve months where Vizh and Curly Top are trying to settle down. (laughs) I thought it was very interesting. Instead of calling them Viz like V-I-Z, it's spelled V-I-Z-H. Vizh. 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 Hey (laughs) Vizh. Just just I don't know, that's just an aside. I thought it was interesting and weird. Yeah. So Wanda Maximoff and the Vision have decided to settle down and live a suburban life. But of course, their past and their enemies keep trying to, uh, to get back at them, which causes their life to be in an upheaval. And it begins with, with the Grim Reaper, who is also Simon Williams' brother, which means he's the Vision's brother. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Necra, the, uh, the wielder of hate. Hate, hate, hate. Hate.
0: Yeah. And she's, she's not anybody's brother. No, she is not.
1: And then um, Black Talon, who's apparently a chicken.
0: I mean, with voodoo powers.
1: With voodoo powers. If I was black talent, I would have sued for, you know, to get a better <laughs> costume. Because that is just... I mean, he literally has chicken feet.
0: Yeah, and 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 he's wearing a chicken a, cowl.
1: A chicken cowl cow with a little yellow beak over his nose. It's...
0: You know, some of this is not necessarily... It's not a good look. It's not yeah. a good look, and it's not a good look for a lot of reasons. It's, uh, yeah. you know, I, Marvel's trying to be forward-thinking, but then... Uh, yes yes problematic in many
1: ways i try you have to look at it as i don't think the intentions were bad it's just the uh, like i said the execution is it's 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 weird it's tricky tricky. so black talon and necra and the grim reaper have raised some zombies to capture the vision in order (laughs) They're so, so silly nothing, to nothing say it out really
0: loud. Suburbia like zombies. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Which I actually do like. I like the fact that it's a little suburban house being beset by zombies, right? Uh, because they're trying to steal the vision's consciousness to put into a reanimated body that looks like Simon Williams. Yes. Comics. Yes, comics. That's the that's the plot point of the very first <laughs> issue. So yeah. So and then we get in. So that you know sets the stage for there's going to be craziness happening. And the idea, the through line of family begins there. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's not just, it's so it's Vision and his relationship with, with Simon Williams, with Wonder Man. Real quick, as an aside, I just thought it was so funny when he shows up at the end and has to tell everyone, I got a new costume. <laughs> we see that.
0: <laughs> can, can, since you brought up costume, could I just, I, I need to interject here again. I, I know folks are going to think we're all over the place. But the fact that, that Wanda is wearing normal clothes for, like, the first half of the series, yes. and then as, as she, her pregnancy becomes more obvious, she suddenly starts wearing <laughs> her Scarlet Witch costume.
1: Well, Vision does, too. They just, they're just chilling around the house wearing their costumes, you know. They, everyone comes to Thanksgiving dinner in full costume.
0: Well, sure.
1: Except Magneto.
0: Except Magneto who looks like he should be out chopping wood somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I thought that was really funny too. I just cuz I mean and it's not like these are just sort of casual clothes. Wanda's wearing evening gloves that go up to her armpits basically <laughs> and gigantic boots.
0: Right. So anyway, inter- interjection, carry on. <laughs> yes.
1: So yeah, so so there's a through line of family that begins in this first issue because after this encounter with the zombies, they well, that this starts the crossover with the West Coast Avengers, and to be honest, yes, I thought about exactly. going. I thought about finding those issues and and reading them, but I realized I didn't want to. So <laughs> the
0: second issue is almost unreadable because you have no idea what's what's going on.
1: Yeah, but it does allow them to be put into a situation where they meet up with the former Salem witches run by Agatha Harkness, and or, uh,
0: well, not run by her. They kill her.
1: Well, it was run by her, but then there's a a revolution and they burn her at the stake that's grim
0: yeah Yeah, that's actually that's pretty dark
1: there's a lot of dark stuff happening i mean i guess they're a coven of witches but at the same time yeah okay so that's i mean so that's wanda's former teacher who she could kind of looks up at look looks up to as a mentor and mother figure and during this whole grim dark situation she (laughs) decides that she can using magic and okay she makes herself pregnant.
2: Yeah, uh, well, yeah.
1: She makes herself pregnant using the vision's good thoughts.
0: I ooh, yeah. Um cuz there's no
1: there's no <laughs> there's no exchange of fluids, let's just say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not done in the traditional way. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think she just so it's it's really unclear. Uh, it, it's so in the midst of like this battle, so the 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 vision and, and Scarlet Witch and various others are are battling these um, sort of uh, uh, creatures from New Salem. It's really not important that people know what all this is about, but it's it's one of those silly battles that set up just so. Like in the middle of the battle, Agatha Hark- Harkness just kind of shows up in a vision. <laughs> pardon, pardon, <laughs> to the Scarlet Witch and, and gives her some kind of cryptic message about you know you just have to think it to make it happen yes. and then yeah. when the battle's done so the Scarlet Witch is sort of like oh okay neat and then she does some magic to help defeat the creatures that they're fighting and then somehow by doing this at the end of it she's like oh and I'm pregnant yeah. they're like, what, what, what the living what v- 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 <laughs>
1: I'm right there with you. I had to go back and reread it a couple of times, and I still am not really sure what they were getting at. So she magicked pregnancy into being.
0: Right. But so how is the vision involved in any way, shape, or? But, you know, it's like, they're like, well, it's his babies. Well, okay. Yeah. Sure it yeah. is. Right. Because he didn't have anything really to do with it. Yeah. Well. And, and, and I don't, I don't even, I, I'm not even trying to think about the traditional way of, of of baby making yeah uh, i'm just thinking like so,
1: so the original human torch's body was anatomically correct
0: <laughs> there's not even any kind of uh, involvement on a metaphysical nature i i, I don't know maybe people right. this, maybe this is explained down the line in other comics that we haven't read
1: well i mean if, if you want to go forward to the disassembled and then the house of m we know right. that it's Wanda who creates this; that they're not real, mm-hmm. but they do sort of seem they're physically real. I think the idea was that they were magic children that were physically real. That has since right. been well, redone. Yeah,
0: are. I mean, because it's Wiccan,
1: Wiccan and Speed,
0: yeah, Wiccan and Speed. Not, not to spoiler alert.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So and then that starts the main through line again with it. The main through line is family, and then of course they're going to be starting their own family, and I guess. When a woman becomes pre- pregnant, it's you're you're uh, you get to treat them like a housewife at that point.
0: Well, yeah.
1: yes, uh, gender roles are reinforced at this point.
0: And absolutely hilarious jokes made about pregnant women. I know. Yes, just hilarious. I mean, just knee slappingly original and okay.
1: Yeah, every it's, every stereotype you could think of. Heart has Yes, yeah. If you like fat shaming, this is the comic for you. To the point where, okay, and again, I know we're jumping all around. Toad, so he decided that he is infatuated with Wanda and that he is going to prove himself to her so that she'll fall in love with him and not the Vision. To the point where there's actual dialogue of, we probably should have been taking him seriously. Like, no, no, you really shouldn't have. But yeah, he he would have been canceled.
0: Yeah. The Toad is legitimately a sympathetic character in some ways. Not in this comic, but as yes. the character in the Marvel universe.
1: Well, the sympathetic version of Toad actually gets a shout-out at a crossover because Spider-Man does a cameo. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, black suited Spider-Man, uh just shows up because of the because of taxes.
0: Right. Right.
1: There's a whole a whole issue that talks endlessly about it's time to pay Uncle Sam.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah, and so of course Spider-Man has to, Peter Parker has to take pictures, so of course he's he's taking pictures of Wanda and the Vision as an extra job to pay his taxes.
1: And then Toad shows up and uh, Spider-Man had had a whole running storyline with Toad where Toad was very sympathetic and uh, they became friends and you start to feel for this guy. But I mean, and it's so weird that they kind of try to cross that over, but at the same time it contradicts itself, like on the same page. <laughs> it's like, that's not what you just said in the previous panel. <laughs>
0: I, I think they just really wanted to have Spider-Man in one of the issues. Yes, yeah.
1: So there's a, there's a lot of cameos. Uh, for instance, Doctor Strange is Wanda's...
0: <laughs> obstetrician.
1: Obstetrician.
0: <laughs> because when I think of Doctor Strange, <clears throat> I think, what's the best use of Doctor Strange? Oh, an obstetrician.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would... he, he is a magical guy.
0: He is a magical
1: guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a magic man. I believe Hart sang about him.
0: <laughs> From now on, I will always refer to Doctor Strange as, he's a magical guy.
1: Come on home, girl, he said with a smile. So so anyway. Uh, yes, and Luke Cage also shows up.
0: Right. To celebrate Martin Luther King, King Jr. Day. Which was so awkward. So awkward uh, Again, we seem to be jumping. I, I don't, we're, if it seems like we're jumping around, I think maybe the comic just lends itself to jumping around. There's no, yeah. the only through line is pregnancy.
1: Yes, pregnancy and family uh, is, is, is the through line. Of the and
0: family. So if we're jumping around, it's just sort of like, well, each issue kind of seems rather random with a few pages here and there of actual ongoing issues. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, Luke Cage just has to show up and then he has to shame Pietro. We're, we're painting Quicksilver as a racist and Quicksilver is a lot of things and he might be a racist.
1: Oh, Quicksilver's an asshole.
0: Right, Quicksilver's an asshole. But Quicksilver's always been an asshole. I know, I know, yeah.
1: Fastest asshole in the Marvel universe. <laughs> and yeah, so, yeah, Quicksilver says some really racist things. It's just it's just very awkward, that whole situation.
0: This is just the, the ongoing sort of weirdness of this comic.
1: Yeah, they have to go to New York at some point with with Luke Cage. But it's really just a a diversion because uh, Wanda's – because Wanda Envision's neighbor who – Norm. Well, no, there's Norm, but then there's also – Oh, Holly. Holly. So there's a neighbor, Holly, that's also being trained as a witch by – Wanda.
0: That's actually an interesting... uh, The way that was developed is is actually an interesting part of the comic. Because she shows up just as a random librarian in one issue, and then the next issue, she has a more important role, and then the next issue, she has another more important role, and it it, it eventually builds her up over the series into a serious sort of acolyte as someone who Wanda is teaching witchcraft to. And comes in handy.
1: I think this... When the series actually grounds itself in that suburban setting, it works really well. That's where all the, you know, that's where the, um, you know, the Thanksgiving issue, which is funny and silly, but that's where the serious issues come up.
0: Well, it's the Thanksgiving issue where, and it's actually done, dare I say subtly, the relationship that starts to develop between Crystal, Crystal Crystal, the inhuman, human wife, and Norm Crosby, I think
1: it's Norm. Sure. Yeah. It is Norm. Uh, Norm Crosby. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I guess he's a crooner from the 30s. He's, he's,
0: he's Bing's brother that we don't talk about. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Less talented brother, yes.
0: Uh, the, the Thanksgiving issue is, like, actually subtle with this development of Norm Crosby and Crystal's sort of burgeoning relationship.
1: Which gets stumbled upon
0: by uh, by Holly. Right, and she's put
1: in a position where she doesn't want to say anything, and that's where the soap opera elements come in. And that yeah. I think that really plays well. And it's and it, had the series gone in that direction and stayed there, it would have been remembered. Well, I, I think this is actually well it's the regarded. Secret
0: and mysterious goings on in the in in the suburbia.
1: Exactly, this is where Tom King would take his ideas. Right for the Vision series, and yes. he, that's that's you know you, yeah you can see the good parts of this of this limited series and you can see where t- tom king ran with
0: that right yeah. but that's this is a very adult sort of part of this rather silly series you know this this affair develops over time mm-hmm. it is suddenly hinted at early on and then makes an appearance a few times in future issues and then becomes a major catalyst for quicksilver losing his stinking mind
1: and then yeah so yeah
0: finds out about this
1: yeah so crystal because of all the pollution on earth and humans can't live here anymore they have to live on the moon which is cool because there's an inhabitable part of the moon
0: Um, of course
1: so but crystal keeps coming here to see norm so she gets infected with pollution she gets sick she gets sick and has to go back to the moon where this whole affair comes out and right. and quicksilver handles himself like a champion <laughs> <laughs> he tries to overthrow the government
0: as one does as
1: one does hey i didn't like the outcome therefore let's th- overthrow the government
0: huh that sounds almost timely Yes, <laughs> and like, and handled with the same aplomb if you mean like had no plan and just
1: acted foolish yeah Yeah, so he's finally calmed down, but the way and this, and this is another one of the problematic aspects the way that it's described, it's they're trying, they they kind of push it on it's Crystal's fault that this happened. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, well, yeah,
1: because she's the one who was was unfaithful.
0: It was the woman, God,
1: yeah, but it wasn't the fact that Quicksilver ignored his wife and child and was pretty much just a jerk, had nothing to do with him, yeah. I just, yeah. Every time they, th- it looks like it's getting to be something really interesting and poignant. A lot of those outdated, old-fashioned ideas come out, and it just sort of takes me out of the story.
0: And I think that's that's kind of it. It, it just it sets the stage for the whole series, and it just. I mean, there's a lot that goes on this series. I don't know if much of it is worth discussing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's I'm not trying to like shortchange our, our legion of fans.
1: No, it looks like there's just stuff thrown in there willy-nilly. They like said, there's the idea of family. That's the through line. But there's no real storyline that goes through. It's just a bunch of random stuff that happens
0: right you know it's like it, zombies show up but you know of course the grim reaper shows up at the beginning and then shows up at the end uh, except he's dead but he's but, been yeah. raised yeah necro
1: necro racism
0: yeah
1: I, I think that's how you pronounce her name but i you know this is actually an interesting idea as well that just gets glossed over which is you know Necra has her power is of her power is hate the more she hates the more powerful she becomes Kind of like if, you know, the Hulk, the more angry he gets, the more powerful. Yes. Um, She does it in a really ridiculous way, you know, baring her fangs and yelling, hate, 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 which is really silly. But she ends up being defeated because she's in love with the Grim Reaper and her love becomes more powerful than
0: hate if she loses all her powers.
1: That's actually a pretty neat idea.
0: It's a neat, it's an interesting idea. Executed badly. Executed very badly.
1: Actually, Grim Reaper was executed badly as well. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So they're trying. There is a there is an ongoing story, not an ongoing, but it's in the beginning and it's in the last issue. The Grim Reaper wants to get Vision's consciousness out of the out of the synthoid body and put into <laughs> what turns out to be Rambo. <laughs>
0: i wrote down in my notes it was like at some point there was actually a sound effect that was carambo <laughs> yes i know it's, it's literally like ka dash rambo oh man that was early on uh
1: so they have this uh karambo. they have this body that looks like simon williams and they're trying to put vision's consciousness into it don't know how that not really explained how that happens uh, no
0: I, well, I think it's the uh Black well, no, the but the black talon's gone. You know, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Does it matter?
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't. So so he he gears up at a at a gun store uh, to be all Ramboed out, and that's and that's the final issue. It's uh Wanda's giving birth, and Wonder Man, Vision have to keep Necra the Grim Reaper and uh, pseudo Rambo at bay.
0: Right. Oh, and Magneto is helping out as well.
1: Oh yes, Magneto, the master of magnetism himself. Magneto. I will talk in the third person. So yes, uh and then Wanda gives birth to a beautiful baby boy, but then finds they find out it's twins. But of course the second baby can't be seen by any instruments because it's magic.
0: Yes. It well, it's visions, baby. Well that's what they say. He's like visions like, oh, this is this you couldn't tell it was there because this is my son.
1: Yeah, you keep thinking that, Viz. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't I don't remember you carrying that baby around for nine months, but you know. Uh, just, and of course, these, these these kids turn out to be uh,
1: yeah. The, the kids they end up turning out to be uh, Wicked and Speed, who will play a major part for a little while to come in the nineties. Yeah, there's just so much going on here that if it had just a little tiny bit of focus, it could have been better.
0: Just like our podcast. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just like this episode.
0: There was just a tiny bit more focus.
1: But like I said, it does. You know, I'll give the comic credit for for two things. One, it's it's insane. It's just crazy romp. I mean, I wasn't bored by
0: it. No, no. At no point was I ever bored. Sometimes I was aghast.
1: Yeah. There was lots of pages turned where I went, what? No, that was, that was pretty much my, my experience reading this was what?
0: No, really? And I do Um, feel like I I have to say just real quickly, it's none of this is Richard Howell's fault. (laughs) Okay. Let's just switch
1: gears, pivot. What did you think of the art? In
0: Uh, I thought, you know, it was, look, it, it's it's functional it it actually looks pretty good in some places it looks yeoman in other places but it looks exactly like a mid-80s comic book
1: yes i i have my notes i have rudimentary but it's
0: fine and there's i think it's the second issue um it is the second issue the first page is kind of awesome it's it's the it's it's right out of like a true romance comic and it's a nice o- homage
1: yeah I mean it's okay I I, I I think there's nothing egregious about the artwork in it, it gets the job done but um I don't know there's somebody like a lot of his characters look like they're just uh, posed there's a bunch of po like we're posing in our action their expressions seem flat and I don't know there 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 are times when especially the female characters, they seem like they're off balance. Like they're going to fall over backwards at any moment or they're standing on their toes or something.
0: Well, at least they're not uh, falling forward as the Frank chose of the world would have us. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: No, it just, it just seems off, you know, and again, there's nothing really wrong with it. It just seems, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it seems like an eighties comic is what you're saying. Exactly what you said. So I was kind of, mm, eh. I was lukewarm on the artwork. But, but again, like you said, there are panels and splash pages where it looks really good. Like, oh, uh, effort was put into this page.
0: And that's all we had to say on the art. Yes. Yeah. The
1: art is okay.
0: The art is a mid-80s Marvel comic. There you go.
1: But let's talk about uh, the Vision getting sexually assaulted by Amora and then joking about it. Amora, the enchantress, shows up because, of course, she does. And she uh, seduces Vision. But it's okay because he actually liked it.
0: Yeah, I that that issue was so unimportant in so many ways.
1: I know. I was just like, yeah, Vision gets 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 mad when Wanda's upset
0: about it. Well, yeah, that 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 whole thing was weird. So, of course, I I don't think he got sexually assaulted. Wow. Because don't think he can. Hey, he was made but, to
1: do things that he was not uh, happy with,
0: against his will. Yes, I don't know. I that that one was weird because it also played on the whole like generic stereotypes of the you know oh the jealous wife and the man who's uh, you know the I, yeah it, it,
1: it, men just being men kind of thing,
0: right? And but you know it just it it made wanda cartoonish with her response it made vision cartoonish with his justification At the end of it they're all like oh enchantress you silly person whoa hell i you just are misunderstood and we'll help you out yeah i, I don't know that, get out of here not, you little kid yeah, yeah. you scamp <laughs> exactly um I, I don't know it just yeah, there's
1: that, a, this yes, is, that, that was one of the strange decisions that was made in this.
0: Yeah, that issue was just so inconsequential in every way, shape, or form, and just kind of really followed so many just bland and potentially problematic stereotypes of both, you know, of, of all gender politics that I, I don't know.
1: And it starts, you know, it's, it's really strange that as the series progresses, Wanda starts off as this badass powerful independent woman and by the end she's just you know kind of weak and frail now i realize she's pregnant but she's also a superhero
0: She has to be protected by the men in her life
1: yeah it's 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 a strange arc you'd think it would go the other way but she actually gets less powerful as the series progresses or less independent maybe i should say
0: so i don't know
1: but at least she's not wearing a costume that looks like a chicken
0: which is the most important aspect we can take from this comic. Yes. So
1: I know we're being all over the, you know, we're, we're just jumping back and forth throughout this.
0: But the comic is all over the place.
1: Exactly. But there are serious things that happen here that will go forward. I mean, the, the, the birth of Wicked and Speed, which will eventually uh, turn out to be an illusion that will cause, as a direct result of this comic, we now have the endless cycle of event comics that happens every single year. Because it's the events in this comic which led to Avengers Disassembled and then House of M. Right. So every single event comic that happens after that in Marvel, it's the fault of this series.
0: (laughs) Man, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean...
1: Come on, man. (laughs) We live in a world of absolutes. We have to make a definitive statement.
0: We don't want to blame Secret Wars or, worse yet, Secret Wars 2.
1: (laughs) Hey, Secret Wars 2 taught us that, that, that that (laughs) that the Beyonder knows how to poop.
0: (laughs) someday we have to talk about secret wars too
1: (laughs) secret wars number two (laughs) all right um i mean do you want to get into the more philosophical things that they attempt to deal with in my mind it's two things it's you create a family rather than just simply being born into one whether that's uh williams and vision you know accepting that they're brothers or were the avengers being a family yeah kind of a surrogate family you know Uh
0: um yeah, I mean, we
1: could. I could be reading more into it than <laughs> than it's actually presented on the page, and then of course there's the, the nature of being human. You
0: know? Um, sure. I, I guess I got my head turned a little bit. I thought we were wrapping.
1: <laughs> I just I just wanted to point those things out that it has. There are concepts here that are really intriguing and that really that do make you think. It didn't make the comic book think about them. Though is the right. problem. They're all just sort of mentioned in passing.
0: Yeah, well, and I think uh, these are important ideas. I, I don't know about the execution, but it, it is, as much as we've made fun of the comic a little bit, uh, I think, yeah, it's important to acknowledge that it, there there are some aspects of it. And I, I think, but that's, that's always been the case with comics that deal with the vision in particular, is yeah. uh, the idea of what it is to be human. And, and this certainly addresses that in several, on several levels, uh, you know, the Vision does eventually grow up with Wonder Man. Yes, he does. You know, there, there are elements where he, he has to face the, the idea of that he has emotion and that he has, he's a, a capable of love and he's capable of uh, these things. So the comic does address it. I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure it does a great job. No. There's a
1: lot of tell don't show in this comic.
0: Yeah. And the same with the the idea of family. I think I think it actually has a stronger r- review of 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 the idea of family than it does with the idea of what is what is human. I think other comics do a lot better job with vision dealing with being human or trying to be human. Uh but I think this comic does do a really good job of exploring family. I don't know if it's always, I shouldn't say it does a really good job, but it does a really good job of uh, trying to address those issues. Exactly. And I think it succeeds a little bit in, you see that, you see the, the family is the neighborhood. And again, you, we talked about suburbia a little bit and uh, again, Tom King, a, a better job.
1: Yes.
0: But you know, in this comic, their family are their neighbors more than their actual family.
1: And then they start, you know, they end up being feared at first, but then more accepted as the comic
0: goes on. And they we become... didn't really talk about glamour and illusion too much, um, but those are two characters that are introduced in this comic book, that, which turn out to be criminals, but yes. they're fun-loving yes. criminals, and, uh, but they immediately become part of the vision in Wanda's family. You know, yeah,
1: exactly. And, so it's like it, it's more along the lines of. I guess what I was trying to get at was it shows that family is not simply biological, but it's also adopted. Right. We adopt we adopt the people around us, and we make that our family.
0: Which plays into the concept of the vision because he can't have biological family, or can he? Or can he?
1: But anyway, I just wanted to point out because I think we were kind of trashing on this a little bit. Oh, I, I didn't say.
0: Curious.
1: Yeah, it, it's 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 really entertaining.
0: I, Highly recommend this comic book.
1: Yeah, it's very entertaining and it's very silly, but it does have some points that it's trying to make, even if the telling of those points kind of is a little cringy from here from time to time. Right,
0: absolutely. This, if if, if folks haven't read it or if they read it a long time ago, I, I think it's well worth rereading. Maybe not for canonical issues.
1: Well, yeah. you know, a lot of the ideas and 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 situations in this will get picked up by other comics and in small in a small way by the new series right so uh yeah i recommend this even if it wasn't uh, I- I- even if it wasn't what i remembered it to be it's still pretty fun
0: yeah and that's the thing is it, it, you know, it's it's fun yeah it's fun
1: all right so i guess that's it for the vision and scarlet witch brian next time it's up to you what's the what are, what are we going to read on the on all new edition of the collective well
0: for our next uh for our next exciting and thrilling episode we're gonna take a look at the world of black hammer Woo-hoo! woo yeah uh so we're gonna take a look at the uh first six issues of jeff lemire and dean ormston's black hammer series it's issues one through six uh the collected is called, edition is called secret origins And uh, we'll dive into that. Awesome! Uh, That's Secret Origins issues one through six. It's not really a Secret Origins special. It's the first six issues of the series.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Uh,
0: Yes,
1: (laughs) that's. But we got uh, through it. Yes, that's going to be a lot of fun. I Black Hammer
0: series is 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Lemire, just man, I don't. Well, we could talk about Jeff Lemire and all of his things. uh, We will down the line. Maybe the, next to Charles may maybe one of the busiest guys in comics.
1: Okay. Well, uh, so that's it for this episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. As always, we'd like to hear your comments and thoughts. Please visit our website at collectededitionpodcast.com where you can leave comments on individual episodes and uh, contact us via Twitter at CollectedEdPod. That's Collected E-D-P-O-D. Any other thoughts, Brian, before we go?
0: I am thought-free.
1: Much like the people who invaded the Capitol boom boom (laughs)
0: you're gonna edit that part out aren't you
1: i don't know we'll see so again thanks for listening everybody and until next time keep reading comics and be well you've been listening to the collected edition a comic book podcast the collected edition is a daddy elk production All materials used on the show are copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, as well as online at CollectedEditionPodcast.com, where comments can be left on individual episodes. You can also send us feedback at comments at CollectedEditionPodcast.com or on Twitter at CollectedEdPod, that's Collected, E-D-P-O-D. The Collected Edition, a comic book podcast, for entertainment purposes only
2: i am not a detain